Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change. It's mainly about how to become a highly effective person, and attain both success and happiness. Many of us have shared an experience of having so many things to do every day, and feeling that time is not enough. Despite working all day long and feeling exhausted at the end of the day, we can't seem to get all the work done. However, there are some people around us who barely work overtime, but still do a great job. They can even enjoy some leisure time. Why is that? Are they born with a higher IQ? The truth? This is because some of them have developed good habits of high effectiveness, which leads to a comfortable yet highly effective life. Perhaps you are wondering, what is high effectiveness? High effectiveness refers to the balance between production and production capacity, which is referred as the P and PC balance in this book. P stands for production, and PC stands for production capacity. Have you heard of the fable about the goose and the golden egg? A farmer has a goose that can lay golden eggs, and he soon becomes fabulously rich. However, the greedy farmer becomes unsatisfied with only one golden egg per day, so he kills the goose, hoping to take out all of the golden eggs from it. To his surprise, there are no golden eggs inside the goose. The goose is dead, so there's no way he can get another golden egg. The farmer has ruined everything for himself. In the above fable, what is produced is the golden eggs, and production capacity, namely the producing asset or capacity to produce is the goose that lays golden eggs. If we focus on golden eggs and neglect the goose, we will lose both the goose and the eggs. Conversely, if we only take care of the goose with no aim toward the golden eggs, we can feed neither ourselves nor the goose. Therefore, only when you take good care of the goose can you get golden eggs. And only when you control your desire to ask too much from the goose can you keep it alive. Likewise, only when you strike a balance between work performance and well-being, can you attain real effectiveness and make greater achievements? This book tells us exactly the specific ways that can help you easily achieve high effectiveness. The author of this book Stephen Covey was a world-renowned management guru and a well-respected leadership authority. He has a high and long-standing reputation in leadership theories, family and interpersonal relationships, and personal management. Recognized as a master of thoughts of the American academic community, Covey was named one of the 25 most influential people in American history, and a mentor of human potential by Time magazine. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change is also known as the Bible of the American Business Community and Government Management Department. It's ranked as one of the 10 most influential management books in history by Forbes. It will teach you seven good habits. These habits will help you become successful and highly effective with little struggles, achieve personal and interpersonal effectiveness, and make a tremendous change in your life and career. Without further ado, we will unlock the book in the following three parts. Part 1, How to Improve Personal Effectiveness and Achieve Private Victory. Part 2, How to Improve Interpersonal Effectiveness and Achieve Public Victory. Part 3, how to constantly renew and improve ourselves.
Let's start with the first part. In order to improve personal effectiveness and achieve private victory, we need to develop three habits. Be proactive, begin with the end in mind, and put first things first. The first habit being proactive means to choose the way of responding to external material, psychological, and social stimuli according to our values. It means much more than just taking initiatives. Instead it's an attitude towards life, namely being responsible for our own lives. Proactive people are aware that our behavior is a function of our decisions, not our conditions. We should have the initiative and the responsibility to make things happen. The behavior of proactive people is a product of their own conscious choice based on values, rather than a product of the influence of environment, external conditions, and other people. In contrast, reactive people are easily swayed by the environment and other people. According to the author, it takes initiative to create the P and PC balance of effectiveness in our life. Among the seven habits of highly effective people, the other six habits depend on the development of our proactive muscle. If we face the status quo and the future with a positive attitude and create a favorable environment, we can attain better opportunities and development. Covey once worked with a group of people in the home improvement industry. It was during the period of economic recession, and this particular industry was greatly affected. Given the situation, Covey had a meeting with more than 20 organization representatives to discuss how to get out of the plight. At first, everyone was upset and discouraged. But later, they began to take proactive approaches. They analyzed the status quo of the industry, discussed how to improve management, reduce costs, increase market share, and formulated feasible solutions. All participants came out of the meeting excited and confident. What would reactive people do? They will think, oh, come on, face facts. You can only carry this positive thinking and self-psych approach so far. Sooner or later, you have to face reality. Covey's argued that businesses, families, and social communities should all have a proactive attitude, create a proactive culture, and accomplish shared purposes and values of the organization. How can we tell if a person is proactive or not? It's simple. We can pay attention to where this person focuses his or her time and energy. We all have a wide range of concerns, such as our career, family, children, and health. These things form our circle of concern. But within it, there are some things over which we have no real control, and others that we can do something about. The concerns in the latter group form a smaller circle called the circle of influence. This includes concerns like mastering a skill and building good interpersonal relationships. Proactive people focus their efforts on the circle of influence. They work on the things they can do something about. In contrast, reactive people focus their efforts in the things outside the circle of influence. They focus on the weakness of other people and things beyond their own individual capacity. They often blame and accuse others, and find excuses for their negative behaviors. How can we be proactive? We should focus on the circle of influence and gradually enlarge the circle. In other words, we need to start from changing the things within our control by improving ourselves first, and from there, start influencing and changing the environment. Having a proactive attitude means trying our best to change something that can be changed. Even for those things that can't be changed, proactive people will not merely blame external factors or give up in despair, 
but stay optimistic and enterprising. The author took Gandhi's story as an example. Gandhi was criticized by the Indian legislative chambers, because he refused to join them to condemn the British Empire for their subjugation of the Indian people. Instead, Gandhi chose to go to the countryside and work with the field laborers through thick and thin. Step by step, he increased his influence, first among poor people, and later won support and trust from people throughout the country, thereby expanded his circle of influence. Through hunger strikes and moral persuasion, he eventually freed Indian people from British colonization. As we can see, being proactive is the starting point toward high effectiveness, which is vital to our life. But apart from that, if we want to achieve private victory, we should also develop the habit of beginning with the end in mind. To begin with the end in mind means to have a clear understanding of our direction and destination before setting out to do anything. It means to take our life goals as the criterion to examine what we say and do. In this way, we can avoid going astray in the pursuit of our goals and feeling regretful afterward. The author pointed out that all things are created twice. Before we start, we first conceive a blueprint in mind. This is the mental or first creation. After we get an idea, we will put it into practice. This is the physical or second creation. For instance, if we want to construct a house, we should first think about the architectural structure and every detail in mind, and make a specific design blueprint. This is the first creation. Next, we can carry out the construction according to the blueprint and build the house. This is the second creation. The second habit of highly effective people which is to begin with the end in mind is about the first creation. It applies to many things, from planning our life to starting an enterprise to parenting. We should always set a goal first, so that we can keep marching forward and take the initiative to design or rewrite our life script. The same is true with parenting. If we want to raise self-disciplined and responsible children, we should keep this goal in mind on a daily basis, and never do something that undermines the children's self-discipline or self-esteem. Using clear directions and values as the blueprint, we can properly play our role as parents. Then, how can we determine our life goals and directions? Covey suggested that we should be principle-centered to find out our goals and directions. What are principles? Principles are universally applicable truths, such as gravity in the physical dimension. They are natural laws that cannot be ignored. For example, fairness, honesty, and integrity are the principles of civilized society. Principles are the compass that's applicable to every aspect of life. The more a person's way of thinking conforms to these principles, the more effective his or her life will be. How do we begin with the end in mind in practice? Covey suggested writing a personal mission statement. The statement mainly describes what we want to be and to do, so that we can define the direction to which we strive, and make it the basis for life-directing decisions. When writing the mission statement, we can break it down into the specific role areas of our life and the goals we want to accomplish in each area. In terms of career, we may have a role as a manager, a product developer, or a salesman. In terms of family, we may play the role as a husband, a wife, a parent, or a child. The mission statement of a product developer could be to continuously explore new techniques, and keep both work and life well organized. For someone who's as a wife and an entrepreneur, 
her mission statement could be to live in harmony with her spouse, to teach her children to be optimistic and enterprising, and to create a comfortable family environment. Developing a mission statement according to our roles will encourage us to implement the missions while maintaining a balanced life. As we mentioned earlier, all things are created twice. To begin with the end in mind is about the first creation or the mental creation. The third habit of putting first things first is about the second creation, namely physical creation. It is also the practical fulfillment of habit number one and number two. After we are clear about our life directions and goals, it's time to practice effective self-management. It means to put first things first, start with the most important thing, and master time management. The book introduced a time management matrix that categorizes our daily tasks into four quadrants. The first quadrant contains things that are both important and urgent. The second quadrant is for important but not urgent tasks. The third is for urgent but not important tasks. And the last one is for neither important nor urgent tasks. Some people spend 90% of their time on things that are both important and urgent, using most of their time and energy to deal with crises. Others spend most of their time on things that are neither important nor urgent, leading an irresponsible life. Effective people always try to stay out of those unimportant things, because urgent or not, they aren't important. According to famous management master Peter Drucker, effective people are not problem-minded, they are opportunity-minded. There are few crises in their lives that require immediate treatment, because they keep focusing their time and energy on important but not urgent things, such as learning a new skill, building interpersonal relationships, and doing physical exercises. The improvement of their problem-solving ability enables them to do the preventive things that keep situations from developing into crises. Covey told us that in daily planning, we should develop a way of thinking that centers on important things, and spend time and energy primarily on important but not urgent things. Putting first things first helps us do more with less, and get 80% of the results by exerting 20% of the efforts. Then, how can we practice put first things first? It requires us to have the courage to say no to avoid being distracted by secondary issues. Each of us has important things to deal with. We should know how to choose between urgent and important things. Covey gave an example in the book. Once his wife was invited to serve as chairwoman of a community. Although she has a number of other important things to work on, she felt pressured into it and finally agreed. Later, she called a close friend to ask if she could serve on her committee. Her friend thanked her sincerely but turned down her invitation politely. Afterward, Covey's wife told him she wished she had also declined. Of course, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be involved in public service projects. This example just emphasizes the importance of understanding your most important priority at any moment, and being able to say no to requests or demands from other people politely. That's all for part 1, how to improve personal effectiveness and achieve private victory. First, we should have a proactive attitude in life, changing the things within our control and gradually enlarge our circle of influence. Next, we need to determine our life directions and goals, begin with the end in mind, and write a mission statement. The last step is to put first things first, and spend our time and energy primarily on important but not urgent things. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. 
To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.